You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. just found the very best in original talk radio broadcasting on the internet. It's LA Talk Radio. We say what we want. What we want. You're listening to On the Couch. On the Couch with Dr. Michelle on LA Talk Radio. Dr. Michelle Cohen, and welcome to my couch here on LA Talk Radio, the country's most listened to internet radio station. Today, I will be helping you and answering questions that you have written me or may call in to ask me about uh, relationships, basically. How to trust people? How can we trust people? Well, you got to find trustworthy people or get over your own stuff that made you feel like you couldn't trust people when you were younger. We're also going to be talking about how to argue well. What? Is there really a good way to argue? (laughs) Well, we all argue. We all have disagreements and problems with partners and friends and things like that. But they're really kind of healthier ways we can do that. So I'm going to sort of help you do that. Tell you how you can do that. That'll help you out. A little bit. Also, how to get through uh, tough times, transitions, how to cope with all the stress in our lives going on right now, and uh, other pressing questions. Also, I want to talk about what's going on um, in in the media, some of the newsmakers that have uh, hit the waves here in the last couple of weeks. Things that are more interesting. I'm not into the political arena necessarily, on LA Talk Radio here at least, but... Um, I do like to talk about um, personality issues with certain celebrities or newsmakers and things like that. So um, what I think I'm going to do is maybe talk about this uh, 16-year-old Alex uh, Hribel who went on the stabbing rampage last week at the Pennsylvania High School and uh, just kind of give you an idea of what I think is going on with him with the diagnosis. And no, it's not, I'm not going to diagnose him on the air. I'm just going to give you an idea of what I think might have triggered this, and that he does indeed have chemical imbalance issues, you think? Um, And also, and I don't want to go on about it, but I was talking a lot about Lindsay Lohan on Entertainment Tonight, and I was interpreting her body language in her interview with Oprah a while back. And um, (laughs) I hate to say this, but I told you so! You know, Lindsay continues to sabotage herself so much to force Oprah to cancel her reality show on OWN Network. And good for Oprah. She doesn't want to have anything to do with someone who's self-destructive anymore. She really tried to help this kid. So um, I'm going to be talking about those among many things. So I really encourage you to uh, ask me questions if you would like. 
about anything you'd like to help you out. Dilemmas you may be having and pose it in a question. And you can email me right here at uh, docmichelle at AOL.com, docmichelle at AOL.com. Or what you can do is call me live on the air, 323-203-0815 here in Los Angeles, 323-203-0815, and I'll be happy to help you. I'd like to point out that uh, we don't really necessarily have a therapeutic relationship together here. Uh, What I do is I give advice and suggestions. And I also base my information on research and also experiences that I've had through working with clinics um, individual psychiatric uh, facilities, hospitals for about the last 17 years. So that's where I'm coming from. But again, we do not have a therapeutic relationship. Just want to get that straight. Also, I want to uh, let you know that today's show is sponsored by Glow Soulwear. It's the clothing company that puts love and light in every stitch. Glow Soulwear is high-quality sports and nice casual clothing with awe-inspiring sacred geometrical designs. They call it sacred G. So when you put on Glow Soulwear, you wear a higher vibration. Lighten up and check out GlowSoulwear.com. Thank you guys so much for uh, sponsoring the show today. So let's get started with some of the questions that I received uh, several weeks ago here online. People are wondering, you know, like what's going on and... um, how they can get help with relationships, problems, or whatever. So I've received uh, throughout the week several emails asking me questions, and I always encourage you to do that. I don't do online therapy. I don't give people suggestions on the air back. I always do it live here on LA Talk Radio. And that way I just claim that we don't have a therapeutic relationship. So let's go with it here. And, um, ah, this looks like it's from Justin. It says, Doc, Michelle, uh, I've heard you talk about the things that make up good, long-lasting relationships. I'm uh, kind of paranoid about getting into another relationship because I was in the marriage for a male, which lasted three years. I doubt my judgment of finding a nice lady. Here's why. My ex-wife was wonderful and fun when I first met her. Then she slowly turned into this nagging, needy woman. Shortly after getting married, she quit her job. And had an addiction to shopping. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, Justin. Uh, It goes on to say here, I noticed our credit card bills were getting higher and that she started to become more controlling. Uh, Let's see. She insisted that I call her several times a day for my high-stress job and demanded that I come home immediately afterwards. Then she started withholding having sex with me. When I didn't give her my full attention. Oh, God. I had to give up my gym time watching my sports shows and having friends over. I found out that she didn't have any friends herself and always had some sort of emotional problem with her family. No one wanted to be around her. She would cry and complain about every day and how terrible it was for hours. What happened to this wonderful woman I married? How could someone become such a good actress? I was always there for her and became a financial and emotional caregiver for this 30-year-old woman who acted like a child. I suggested she have therapy, but she said she wouldn't go because everybody else made her feel bad. Oh, wait a minute. Borderline alert. Borderline alert. It was everybody else's fault. They all did it to me. Sorry, Justin. Sorry to interrupt your letter here. Anyway, it says, uh, ah, He went to a psychologist. My psychologist cleared up many things for me. Now that we're divorced and I feel like myself again, we have no children. 
which is probably good. I care about her, but can't be her caregiver and therapist. How can I trust my judgment to find someone who's normal? Well, that's a great question, Justin, and thank you so much for writing me. I am so sorry that you went through this, but here's where I'm going to get down on you. Come on. I don't know how old you are, but couldn't you kind of see some signs? When uh, you guys were together before you got married, didn't you see some of those signs that she didn't have friends or that she didn't have a decent relationship with her family? You've got to look for some of those signs. And did you ever find out about some of her history with other men? Was she in and out of relationships? Did she always blame other people for her problems? I would say yes. I think, Justin, that you may have fallen into the uh, rescue. I'm going to rescue this victim. And then she was controlling. She had an addiction to shopping, I see here. And then she would cry and complain about every day and what was wrong in her life for hours. Okay, she acts like a child, blah, blah, blah. So you've got to kind of give yourself a little bit of insight here, Justin, and say, why didn't I see some of these signs? Well, maybe it has made you learn a lot having this experience. And I'm, again, sorry you had to go through it. But folks out there listening and James, or not James, I'm sorry, it's Justin. You have to really think about, before you get married, all of these different aspects before jumping into a long-term committed relationship. Do they have friends? Are they a caring person? Can they communicate well? Are they not over-emotional? Are they uh, interested in things in life? Do they want to work? Do they have goals? Do they have a similar sexual appetite? Do they communicate well and take responsibility? That's the big one. Take responsibility and are humble and willing to learn from their mistakes, which it sounds like she wasn't, Justin. Right? Are they mature? She's not mature. Do they have a healthy sense of money? Nope. She didn't have a healthy sense of money, that's for sure. Um, So those are some of the biggies, you know, you have to think about. And also, when you tell me about some of these characteristics, and again, I'm not going to diagnose anyone over the uh, radio here because it's not fair necessarily. But what I am going to say is, hmm, you have to look at some of those characteristics, which may be a little borderline. And and that's a really tough personality disorder to deal with. Because what you're dealing with is someone who's intensely fearful of abandonment. And uh, that's really in, in keeping with her, you know, controlling you a lot. Someone who interprets our behaviors as rejecting. Uh, She may have had a history of intense, unstable, and volatile relationships. You said she has no relationship with her family. She has no friends. Uh, She may have a history of impulsive behavior. That's one of the biggies in the borderline personality. Impulsive behaviors. Spending is one of the biggies. Or substance abuse or recklessness, binge eating, sex, that kind of thing. Um, Also, intense mood fluctuations, crying a lot. Um, if she chronically feels empty and bored, she quit her job. She, she wasn't getting fulfilled. She didn't look for another job, apparently. Um, and also becoming inappropriately angry and lashing out verbally or physically. So those are some of the uh, characteristics of the borderline personality 
uh, that you know she may have experienced she may have been uh, dealing with which is not easy and it's not fun to have that personality disorder because it's very painful but there's not a lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. folks who have that personality disorder who want to get help you said that you asked her to go get help and she said no it was everyone else's fault and that again is for me the big bell ringer that says borderline so those are some of the suggestions I give you, Justin, and I, and I hope you move on. And I hope you learned a lot from this because you sound like a good, caring guy. Now you need to uh, just look for those signs that I suggested. And good for you for getting some help with a psychologist. That's what you need to do, sir. All right. Thanks for writing in. I sure appreciate it. And uh, this is Dr. Michelle Cohen, and uh, welcome to the couch today. I'm answering a lot of your emails and or calls. If you'd like to uh, ring in here live in Los Angeles, the number is 323-203-0815. Also, you can email me uh, at docmichelle at AOL.com. comes right here in the station. And also, um, I have several emails that I've received during the last several weeks that I'm getting to. And I called you all and had my producer let you know that uh, we'll be talking about your problems today. So hopefully you've tuned in. Um, and we can uh, get things going. So let's get things going. All right. Um, this is, oh, this is a good one. All right. Um, it says, uh, Dear Doc, do you have any ideas or strategies that couples can use to stay happy and keep their marriages strong? Thanks. <laughs> All is going okay, but worried it won't last. I've had bad experiences in the past. And this is from Jill. Thanks, Jill. Appreciate you writing in. Great. Um, well, there, there are ways to keep your relationships healthy. How to do that. How to do that. Um, marriage researchers always are trying to find out what, you know, is consistent uh, with successful couples. You know, that, that, what registers high on marital happiness scales, as we call them. And what they look at a lot of times is, is how couples manage conflict, right? How they start and end a fight. <laughs> I know that sounds really strange, um, but y- y- it's really important to look at how you start and end a fight instead of, con- and I'll get into that a little bit, but instead of accusing and um, uh, you, you learn to use different types of statements. I statements, I see you feel this way. I'm sorry. And listening and reflecting back and using all those sort of ways to manage conflict and talk nicer to each other and not use your egos. Um, also, uh, those researchers kind of look at the closeness of a couple. I mean, um, a lot of couples celebrate their small victories. Wow, I got a job promotion today. Whoa, let's go celebrate. I love you so much. You're awesome. Um... You know, that, things like that, praising your partner, doing little wonderful things. A lot of people take those things for granted when they're in a couple relationship. They don't think that they have to say, you're so awesome. I'm, you're such a smart guy. I'm so proud of you. Or, gosh, you're such an intelligent lady. You do such a great job with the kids. You know, that kind of thing. They just sort of take it for granted. Not that they're mean or nasty, but they assume that their partner knows that they know that they're awesome. So it's really important to say something every day. To your partner that is special and loving um, and this is what marriage researchers see in successful relationships um, what else uh, just trying to have more 
contact with each other, touching, sexual contact. Just not getting into the drama, not letting your ego take over, that kind of thing. But uh, there are like 12 things that I think that healthy relationships have. So I'll just lay this out to you, Jill, real fast. Um, Priorities is a biggie. I mean, happy and satisfied couples make a really clear commitment to each other to make the relationship, especially their sexual relationship, good. And they give it time and attention, okay? Timing is really important um, because, let's face it, a good and a really satisfying relationship can happen only when there's time for it. You got to have, right? You got to have time. We're, we're in a crazy world right now. It's the structure of families and couples put off intimacy and conversation. We got to get things done. You know, we got to do stuff. We got to work. Uh, we have to take care of the kids. If we have kids, both couples work sometimes. They may not have kids, but they're doing stuff, right? We got to work. We're on the computer. We're not, uh, we're communicating. We're cleaning the house. We're, it's crazy. Always planning. Everybody's on a hamster wheel, it seems like, these days. So you've got to make time. Also, another really good tip in a healthy relationship is, is recovering. Happy couples are great in that they quickly recover from arguments and hurt feelings. Right? They apologize. They are humble. They don't hang on to stuff. They don't bring up old stuff. They move on. Okay. Also touching, you know, physical intimacy, like I talked about a little bit earlier, you got to hug and kiss and touch that person. Even if you're not in the mood to have sex, you hold their hand, come up there, hold their hand, tell them you love them. Romancing. That's all part of it. You know, surprise, fun stuff. Anticipation's great too. You know what I'm saying? A feeling of anticipation. What fun stuff are we going to do together? How can we get crazy and act weird? I don't care how long you've been married. You've got to still keep doing that. Playfulness is what I'm talking about. You know, they work at their relationships, those who have good, happy relationships, but not somberly. A lot of people, you know, play at making their partnership fun and healthy. You've got to laugh. You've got to make fun of yourself. You've got to do goofy stuff. Communication's the biggie right there. All studies show a direct association between the quality of a couple's communication skills and the quality of their relationships. You know, the latest studies tell us that nonverbal communication may be even more important than strictly verbal communication. And you know that I am the communication and body language expert on ET. And I see all the time couples and celebrities and these newsmaker who, who through their nonverbal communication, they just... They show that they're not being truthful. They show that they're not being uh, warm and loving. They may be saying it, but their body's saying something different. So you got to share. you got to share in many chores, uh, parenting, things like that, and know how to resolve your conflicts and just be more loving and kind to each other. And that's just some of the ideas to help you out, Jill, with making your marriage better and keeping it going. I'm concerned as to why you're so worried it won't last. I guess you've had, uh, you know, some situations in the past that may have made you feel a little worried. So I'm sorry. But thank you so much for writing in. Great to hear from you. This is Dr. Michelle, and you're on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the couch, everyone. Uh, If you'd like to give me a call, 
uh, and ask me a question, I'll be happy to answer it for you, help you out. We don't have a therapeutic relationship, but, um, you know, I can give you some suggestions, ideas. The number here in Los Angeles to call 323-203-0815. Or you can email me if you're shy. Doc Michelle, D-O-C Michelle with two L's at AOL.com. And we have a caller on the line with us now. Let me pull you up. Hi, you're on the air uh, with Doc. And welcome to the couch. Who's this? Uh, hello, Doc. Uh, Doc Michelle. This is uh, this is Alex. How you doing today, Alex? I'm doing pretty good. Well, I'm good. Doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, but I have a I have a problem. I I'd like to talk to you about. Alrighty. Um, I've heard you talk about communication and uh, with your partner, mm-hmm. and I'm happily married. Good. But uh, uh, but I have a lot of disagreements with my wife. Mm-hmm. It's over silly things, it's over small things, but, hmm. you know, after a period of time, they all mount up and we end up arguing. Mm, so okay. I was wondering if you could help me uh, deal with the fact that we argue uh, and and how to get through those arguments. Yeah. So, so I when- know it's pretty broad, but, but well. literally, uh, I, I have this feeling... Um, she wants me to do the dishes. She wants me to um, uh, do things that I kind of expect her to do. And mm-hmm. I work a full-time job. I take I take care of the family, and I got two young kids. And I, it just it's one of these things where I just feel that we shouldn't have to fight the way we do. Okay. Well, thanks for asking and thanks for calling, uh, Alex. I sure appreciate it. Um, so you said that you argue over silly things. So basically what I'm getting from you is that the things you're arguing over are um, who does chores, who, who you know, you, you kind of have problems over delineating certain uh, activities or chores or uh, that kind right. of thing. Okay. So, yes. And you call them silly. Does she think they're silly? Does your wife think they're silly? Well, evidently they're not because she argues with me all the time. Okay. But do you argue with her? Yes. Okay. Uh, may I ask you, how old are your kids? Um, they are five and seven. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. And um, do you argue in front of the kids? Well, we try not to, but, you know, we have a small house, and mm-hmm. they're going to most likely hear what okay. we talk about. All right. Okay, number one, I'm always with protecting the kids. That's my thing. So um, I would say if you're going to argue, don't do it in front of the kids. And if you're going to have a conflict, make sure you're behind closed doors. Make sure the kids are asleep or at school or away from you guys when you're having these arguments. That's number one. That's a biggie because, um, you know, we all have silly arguments with our partners. We all get into silly arguments. We get in bad moods. We're tired. This is a common thing I hear among couples um, about delineating chores or who's going to do what. Because, as I mentioned earlier, we're all very tired. We all work hard. And your wife, does she work? Um, She has a part-time job. Okay. So she's tired, too. But she's taking care of a lot of the household chores. And, you know, it sounds like your kids, you have one. Oh, they're both in school, five and seven. I'm sure they're both in school. But then you have to, someone has to get home early. That's probably why she's working part-time. Right. That's why she has a part-time job. Okay. I'm assuming that. So both of you basically are pooped. And this is what I'm seeing in a lot of relationships, especially with kids. So, um, you know, number one, as I mentioned, don't don't argue in front of the kids. You're modeling that it's okay to argue. 
you're modeling that it's okay to be angry. Now, normal people do argue. Normal people do get angry. But I don't think the kids have to take it on and hear what you guys are arguing about because they're like sponges and their little brains are soaking it up. So they're going to be growing up knowing that it's okay to argue and yell and they're going to fight more amongst themselves. I'm right. just going to tell you that right, right now. Um, so what you have to do is you have to learn how to speak to each other and and really kind of get ahead of the conflict and manage your anger before you go for it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would suggest you guys might go to a couple's therapist, a psychologist who works specially with couples, or a marriage family therapist. Mm. They're great, too. You know, who specializes in working with couples and communication? Well, it's yeah. just, you know, I just, with my wife having a part-time job, mm-hmm. I just think, you know, she's she's being very selfish hmm. because I work a full-time job and I understand that she, you know, takes care of the kids and, and she's got her own things that she's doing. But I just think that she's being extremely, extremely selfish. Why? The way she does things. Why? Uh, Why would she be selfish? Because she's asking me to handle all these, all these things that that I believe she should do. She should do the chores. She should clean the house. Hmm. She should pay the bills. Uh, because I'm working, and and hmm. I just think that that she should be doing all these things. Well, I th- I personally think that that's a little unfair of you. Um, I think the fact that she's trying to help out financially and work part time. Uh, good for her. And then she's also getting home early so she can take care of the kids, pick the kids up from school. So honestly, Alex, I I think that you guys need to sit down um, and figure out who's going to do what fairly. I think just because you're working full time doesn't mean you get to duck out and have her do all of the household chores and and work on the billing and, and do all these other tasks that are necessary. So maybe you need to split these things up and sit down and decide who does what. You sound like you're on her side. <laughs> I am not. But what, what? I <laughs> I'm not necessarily on her side, but what I am is someone who is fair, who I do understand, Alex, that you're working full time and I think that that's very difficult and you're exhausted. You come home after work and you want to relax, and it's difficult when you have two kids who less especially those ages, five and seven. I mean, I, I, I help with the kids. You know, I play with them. Good. And, and I spend time with, with, the, with the children. Good. But I just, uh, I just believe that, you know, that's why she does a part-time job. And, yeah. and, and she, she, this is our deal. This, is, yeah. this has been going on since, uh, since the big one, you know, seven years old now. Mm-hmm. And... and you know, it's, I just believe that that she's the one who should be Mm-mm. basically taking a, a not maybe a hundred percent, but you know, the, the lion's share mm. of the taking care of the house. Well, I she think... should be doing the dishes. She she, she should be cooking the meals. Mm. She should be, you know. Uh, I mean, I take the trash out. Oh, that's good. Work work around the house and things like that on the okay. weekends. But that's good. I I just don't want to hear all of her complaining about. Oh, I should be, you know, you know, vacuuming and and helping her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a busy man. Why don't I you just, guys get a caregiver? I don't have the time to do this. Why don't you guys get a care uh, a housekeeper once a week? We can't afford it right now. 
Okay. Well, I think then what you ought to do is have the kids do their chores as well, teach the kids how to do chores, picking up, not vacuuming or major things. But they're they're young, but they, they can pick up their clothing, right? They can tidy up. They can, you know, your oldest seven-year-old can yep, take out right, the... Right, taking a five-year-old to pick up after himself. Well, yeah. I mean, it put his toys in his little toy box. Sure. That's a good way to teach him. But I, the more important issue here is the way you guys communicate and how you... Um, delineate the tasks and chores. And honestly, you sound like a nice guy, and I, I, you know, kudos to you for working full-time and having two kids in this society, but you have to look at your wife as well. You know, she's working part-time, and then she's coming home and working. She's picking up kids. It's not all fun and play, as you know. Do you guys spend quality weekends together? We try, but the arguments get in the way. Yeah, so you've got to start communicating better. Um, and you you have to learn how to talk to each other well, and and respect each other. You got to sit down and, and hammer out a plan where it's, you know, what she is willing to do and what you're willing to do. You may not agree completely, but you have to, you know. She's going to get more resentful. She's going to get angrier. And when you say to me, "I get really tired and I don't want to hear her complain," that is really unhealthy for a couple. You need uh, to be able to hear her and say, "Honey, let me. What's going on?" I'm so sorry. Maybe I should say maybe I should say something like this. Hmm. I think mm-hmm. that you're not pulling your share. That's a little better. I feel exhausted when I come home from work and tired, and I feel that maybe you're not um, hearing that. And when I suggest, honey, could you just throw something in the oven to cook for dinner? That you shouldn't necessarily be angry with me because i've worked all day something like that that's all okay okay and you you know i like the eye messages it sounds like you've been listening to me <laughs> you know yeah, instead of saying like show. thank I you like you really messed up begin begin statements with i statements i feel frustrated when this happens and you look for compromise instead of trying to win an argument look for solutions how about, how about this one yeah i think that you're being very selfish no. I feel that you're being very selfish no. when you ask me to do all these chores. Um, yeah, that's fine. But then your name calling, and that's fine. Um, because, you know, you guys, again, you can tell your wife that you called in today and I suggested. And you should follow up and call uh, a specialist who works in relationships. But that I suggested that you guys sit down and work out some compromise. Who does what? Who can do what? And and you guys, By the way, need- she loves your she loves your show, and oh, she's good. the one who turned me on to your show. Oh, and, well, good and for she's her. She's probably listening right now. Good, so. I hope so. That'd be great. Thank you. So you, so I'll probably I'll probably hear this. I'll, I'll probably hear about this tonight. Well, hopefully, it's a good thing because you're reaching out. It, it's about time. And you guys yeah. don't don't give up. You know, um, take timeouts if you're if it's getting too heated in the argument. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember. Look, guys, the goal of effective communication is mutual understanding. I mean, that's the whole thing. Finding a solution that pleases both parties. It may not be winning. It may not be, you know, perfect for both of you. But you've got a family. You've got a function. And, you know, for you to not communicate and say, I don't want to hear her complaint, that's, that's not good. That's not going to work, man. That's not going to fly. How, how would you like it if she said to you when you came home and said, oh, I've had a long damn day. I don't want to hear it. How would you feel about that? I get it. I get it. Okay. 
it's all my fault. Oh, boy. It's not your fault. (laughs) Okay, this is why I want you to go to a therapist. It's not all your fault. Nobody's fault. You guys just need to learn how to communicate better. And you need how to learn to give and take. All right? Okay. Okay, Alex. You take good care. Love your show, Dr. Michelle. All right. Love you, too. Thank you so much for uh, calling the show. And have your wife call me if she'd like. I'd love to talk to her. Maybe she'll call in. Great. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Take good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. Thank you so much for calling in, Alex. Hopefully I helped you. The number here live on LA Talk Radio, 323-203-0815. I also have email. If you'd like to uh, write me, you are shy and would rather not get your voice on the air. Um, That's cool, too. You can email me at docmichelle, D-O-C Michelle, with two L's, docmichelle at AOL.com. And uh, we are talking about personal issues, any kind of relationship problems or, you know, things that might be going on in your life. I encourage you to call me. And I, I want to stress that we really don't have a therapeutic relationship, but that, you know, I give suggestions and I give ideas. And all of these pretty much are based on my experiences uh, working in the past in individual psychotherapy in my office and also in clinical settings. I've worked in in and outpatient settings. Yeah, locked facilities. Fascinating stuff. But I've also worked with families, you know, in groups of families with the patients, um, also at those clinics, a couple of hospitals. And, um, you know, we can really find out how to work through your problems together um, just with suggestions based on experience. And I do a lot of research. I read a lot of studies because it's really how we can base a lot of our, um, you know, help. Uh, and helpful suggestions on. So give me a call if you'd like to, 323-203-0815. And uh, coming up in a little bit too, what I'd like to do is, you know, just kind of talk about some of the things going on in the news um, that have jumped out last couple of weeks. Just a, a couple of things, my analysis of Newsmaker and what's going on with that. Alex Hribel, yeah, the 16-year-old, who uh, went on a stabbing rampage at that Pennsylvania high school. And what what was his motive for the attack? What what was going on with that guy? What is he about? And I have some ideas and suggestions, but I could be wrong. That's what I always say. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, I have another caller here on the line. Hi, you're on the couch. Welcome. Who's this? Oh, hey, Doc. Uh, this is Tom. Hey, Tom. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, good. I love your show. This good. is um, thank you so much for answering. Good, good. Um, nice to have you here. What's going on? So, uh, Doc, I, I've, um, I've, I'm in a really rough patch in my life right now. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional. Um, oh, so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, honey. I, I, um. I just lost my job um, about a week ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And um, I, I, I loved my job. I was um, I was really good at what I did. I was a sales manager. Um, good for you. And then the company the company just started doing cuts. I lost my job a week ago. Um, my 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 boyfriend and I just moved in, in together, okay. and he 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 left me because I didn't have enough money to pay for rent. 
He left me three days after I lost my job, and I I am breaking down. I don't know oh. who to talk to. My I just don't know what to do, Doc. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you for being brave enough to call in on the show and share this with me. I I, I hear in your voice that you're going through a lot of, you know, hurt. And, um, you know, it seems I like... Just, yeah. I just know that you, like, you're just the best. I, you just help so many people. Like, I just know that you'll help me. Well, I'll try to give you some suggestions and ideas to make you feel better. And it's Tom, right? Or Thomas? It's uh, Tom. Tom. It's okay. preferable. All right. I can help maybe put a different perspective on things based on what I've seen and, and some of the re- research I've done. Okay? So you're in, a, you're in sort of a, a, a state of transition right now. You've lost your job, and you know it wasn't based on you and your performance. The reality is it was based on the company's economic problems, right? Right. Okay. So um, note that, number one, it wasn't about you and your performance. The company folded, and that's happening in our economy I, I, a lot. I, I mean, I'm confident that I was, I was yes, good. Like, yes, what I did, sure, I'm, they just sure. promoted me, like, yeah. three months ago. Like, I, oh, I got a raise and everything. Life was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep, that happens in our I was thinking that I was probably yeah. going to stick with this company for, you know, um, as long as I could, you yeah. know, get, yeah. get, you know, I mean, I had benefits, like, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, and the fact that your partner left you shortly after you lost your job because you couldn't pay the rent, doesn't your partner work? Didn't he work? Yeah, but I, like, I completely didn't have any source of income, and he didn't have a lot of money, and he ended up just going with his mom because his mom is not wealthy but well off and Mm. but he didn't invite me to stay with him or anything he said that we need time apart Mm. and i just yeah i don't know oh so you're hurting right now and you have a lot of unresolved you don't know why were you guys having problems before this or was this kind of but i i didn't know that they were this deep deeply rooted okay so he has not communicated to you properly what's going on that made him. I mean, it appears that he left because of the financial issue. But what you're telling me is is that there's probably a lot more going on. Yeah, I feel like he almost used it as like an excuse for mm-hmm, something in mm-hmm. the past. Like, okay. like he's been feeling this way, and then like he like used this as an excuse to just like drop the bomb, like okay. as if he's wanted to for a long time but hasn't had like a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. All right. Aw. Well, um, what I would... Are you ready to sort of sit down and have a chat with him about what really is going on? Or are you not ready for that yet? Uh, yes. I I, okay. I want to get this all out on the table. Okay. I want to I wanna know, like, what, like, what is his problem? Why? Like, why would he do that to me? Like... Sure. Like, we, yeah. we had everything going. Like, we were talking about, you know, being together forever. Like... Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, that's hurtful. And and you know what? I think that um, it'd be terrific for you when you're ready. Write down some questions you have for him and meet in a neutral place. Um, You know, maybe somewhere, just a, a cafe or something or outdoor or, you know, in a private place in a backyard where you're around no one so no one can interfere. Um, 
so you guys can just take that time and try to understand and just open, you know, the valve for communication. He may not be ready to tell you what's really going on, but you have to be willing to just say, I'm confused. I don't understand. Is it about the money? What have I done that made you go away from me? Just asking general questions like that. And you can just listen and and just get information. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, you just have to, you're, you're unsettled. And it's really hard to go through major transitions, but you've been hit with two, loss of job, loss of relationship. So you have yeah, to be really, in the, yeah. In the same week. Yes. And <laughs> this is a phase. This is not permanent. You have to really reassure yourself that this is not a permanent state of affairs. You will get, hopefully, clear, clarity with this relationship. You understand what happened with work. And you'll be able to, sounds like you are a smart guy, and you were promoted recently, you said to a manager or something. So, you know, you certainly do have skills to get another job, and it may take some time, but you could put it out there slowly and start looking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I You're right. I, I guess I just, like, look at my education, and, like, like a friend got me this job, and it was... It, it was like a really good job, and yeah. I just don't know how I'm supposed to find something with that kind of pay sure. and like still maintain my lifestyle sure. and like not have the, like like I didn't go to college, so mm-hmm. like okay. like you- I don't know. I just there's so many people in today's you know economy that have gone to school and you know, still even can't find a job. So, like, how am I at, like, you know, like, seriously 27 years old, like, just got fired, like, no education, like, how, like, how, like, who's, who's, who's gonna hire me for the same amount of money that I was making before? Like, how am I gonna live? Well, you may have to take a step down and you may have to be willing to scale back on, you know, where you live or your apartment or living situation. You may have to take a a job, possibly, hopefully not, that pays a little bit less. But again, you were promoted to a management position. You obviously have a resume and you have experience and you have the skills. So I wouldn't go to the negative place. I know it's very normal for you to go to the down place right now in your mind because of the tough times you're going through and you're you're emotionally shocked. You're you're in a shocked situation right now. So you have to reassure yourself again it's only a phase and you're not going crazy and you'll be moving out of this phase and you need to ca- take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And, you know, when you're in what I call the white water, <laughs> right? It's all stirring up and it's... Uh, you need to take care of your basic needs. You need to get rest. You need to not stress. You need to get relaxation. You need to exercise a little bit. Because there's no way you're going to get focused on understanding what's going on and uh, right now when you're worried about your where your next meal is coming from or if I'm going to get a job or who I'm going to... You know, you you have to just... Well, that's, that's all I'm thinking about, yes, and, right. and all I'm thinking about is is him, and like, yeah. that's I yeah. I don't know, I know how not to think about that. Well, I like, know you need. I to don't hear. know how how do you how do you just not how do you just say like okay like my whole entire life I'm just going to set aside for like you know how do you do that? 
Well, you're not setting aside your whole entire life. What you're going to do is you're going to take action. Once you're feeling a little stronger, I would suggest, and this is how people usually triumph over transitions, is once they sort of let the dust settle and, of course, feel your feelings. You're not going to deny it or shove it down. You're going to feel this sadness and and this pain. But when you're feeling a little stronger, don't go without sleeping. Don't go without eating. Get some exercise. Try to talk to support systems if you have family or friends. Try to get, you know, a therapist. If you don't have enough financial support, maybe a relative could help you with, uh, you know, therapy, you know, paying for therapy. But it's like talk to some people who will support you and give you strength. That's what you need. And yeah, yeah, yeah I and, know, and I, I know. and you have to I resolve. Know. You have to resolve some things. Just have a little bit of resolve and get some information from your partner. If my he, my yes. my the family that I do have um, lives in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking like seriously about just like going to Colorado, like leaving and like going up there, seeing if I can like stay with them for a week or something like it's a great idea it's a great idea but 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 i like i i don't know if that's a good idea because i i feel like that i'm going to be not focused on getting a job and not focused on resolving my relationship with phil and yeah. like yeah i think i think i, I just I, I, I feel like I need to resolve it now. I, I'm so split because I want to see my family and I want to get the the comfort, but I need to resolve this. Like, I can't, I can't not do this. I can't not know what's going on. Well, I, I, I really hear you, Tom. And you may not be able to resolve this right away. Um, you... Can sure try to come to terms with that. I just have to come to terms with that. I just have to relax. You have to relax. You may want to. By the way, I think leaving for a week to Colorado and being with your family, who is supporting and caring, is a great idea. You don't have a job. You're not with anyone right now. Um, So I think might be a wonderful transition to get the strength. Go back home. Get the support you need. Help you chill out a little bit. They sound like a, a great family for you. So I think that's a great idea. If you if you want to just get some information before you leave, you might want to approach Phil, like I suggested, with some questions as to why this went down. He may not be willing to talk to you about it because obviously it was a shock to you when he left and he wasn't able to open up previously, right, and tell you what was going on in his mind. So he may not be a very good communicator. <laughs> so don't expect to get information from him quite yet yeah yeah and if you don't have those expectations just listen one more time if you don't have those expectations um because he look at his history he hasn't been able to open up to you as much about what's going on within him or right it was shocking to you so maybe allowing yourself to talk to him and then if you don't get what you need you may get a little bit of what you need then do take that time off take a nice week away Get some strength. And then come back, start looking for work. And there there will be someone who will hire you. The economy is getting better. It really is, believe it or not. So I, I'm sure that there will be people out there who would love to have you as an employee. You sound like you have a great track record. Thanks, Doc. 
Yeah, don't go, don't go to the dark place. Don't do all those negative uh, what-ifs. Okay. Yeah, you're Stay right, positive. You're right. You're right. They're Go- just as as you said in your previous shows. It's just self destructive. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I know. I you listen know. to you all the time. You're oh, the best. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Tom. I I'm so sorry you're going through this right now, and um, get all the support you can. See if you can get a therapist to help you work through and have somebody to talk to. If not, get some support from good friends and family who love you and can give you an objective point of view because you're all in your head right now. <laughs> you know, and you feel trapped and you feel helpless and hopeless, right? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, you'll get through but this. But you've, you've, you've actually really shown me, like, a new kind of way of looking at things. Like, I thank you so much. That's, that's why I called in. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in, Tom. It's a pleasure to have you with me. And good luck to you. Follow up, email what? me, let me know how you're doing, okay? I definitely will. And I seriously can't thank you enough, Doc. You, you're welcome. You have a wonderful rest of your day and week and i love you love you too take good care tom bye Bye. what a sweetheart wow yeah that is so tough when you're going through so many transitions at the same time i mean we all we're always all stressed and dealing with things but i mean everything hitting us at once ay 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 well hopefully uh tom will uh get some help and and you know, follow up on some of those ideas. Yeah, sometimes when our partners just leave us uh, uh, unannounced, <laughs> couples, relationships, marriages, whatever kind of, you know, relationship you have, it's shocking because uh, they don't really communicate with us what's going on within them. But then we have to think about, do we really want to be with someone, Tom, I hope you're still listening, who's not willing to open up and communicate with us? Do we really want to work on something? Uh, someone? Do we want to be someone's therapist? <laughs> do we do we want to make someone our project? No, I don't think so. Because what happens there is we become caregivers. We don't want to do that. We want to take care of ourselves and be happy. And that's the way it goes. All right. There's my music. Thank you so much for being on the couch here on LA Talk Radio, the country's most listened to talk radio station. I also want to give thanks to uh, today's sponsor, Glow Soulware. If you'd like to check out their clothing line, just uh, log on to GlowSoulWear.com. When you put on Glow Soulwear, you wear a higher vibration and you can lighten up and feel better. All right, this is Dr. Michelle. Thank you so much for being on the couch, guys. Always great to have you here. And uh, as I always say, do take care of yourself first because then you'll be great for other people. And that's the way it works in the world. All right, be back next week going to help you out a lot. Take good care. Bye.